2: week 10 and the cfl kicks off thursday i have the betting lines and i assume these lines betting lines will change these point spreads lee but thursday Montreal winnipeg 11.5 friday toronto hamilton second game of a home and home hamilton's favored by two yeah. why do you think does it surprise you
3: uh that does yeah me too absolutely does. this is the rod peterson show
2: Hello, Canada, Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. We are live from Rogers Place on day two of the 22 World Junior Hockey Championships. We're on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And we've got a very busy show today. Coming up on the program today, Robin Brownlee, an iconic Edmonton reporter from the Outsiders podcast, going to be with us on video. Right here on set, Mike Dick, assistant coach from Team Canada, former member of the Regina Pats and current head coach of the Vancouver Giants. And uh, Ethan Morrow, former captain of the Edmonton Oilers, will be with us along with our co-host along the way, Serena Taylor and our good friend Lee Genier, who doubles as the COO of the RP Show Corporation. How are you doing, Lee? I'm fantastic. You are fantastic. Listen, I'm, that's the guest lineup. It's a busy day. It's jam-packed, so can you hit the quick six show horn, please, uh, Director Jordan, and let's Thank you. I didn't mention Julie Robenheimer will be with us as well from USA Hockey. She covers it for Elite Prospects. She'll be here live in segment two. I just haven't seen the whites of her eyes yet. So we may need a little more talking out of you. We'll see. You can handle can it. Talk. Yes, you can, talk. you can talk. Number one, we're going to start with the World Juniors. The first day of action is over here in Edmonton. On Tuesday, Cheshire scored a late goal to pull out a wild 5-4 win over Slovakia in the w- opener. Finland flattened Latvia 6-1 in the second game. And in the nightcap, the United States toyed with Germany and won 5-1. So it was a triple header yesterday. Uh, Canada, which we'll get to in point two, plays today. The building was far from full uh lee was with me we did some loser laps around the concourse and then i've introduced you to some hockey people which is cool because you're more of a football guy and there were more scouts here than fans on day one so we'll see if that changes today but what was your um takeaway from day one here uh well the music was really loud
1: (laughs) right Uh, great hockey actually great hockey um you know what that was a <laughs> end up being a fantastic game by the way yesterday so I think we're uh, we're in for some really good hockey this week.
2: Yes I and, just, and I first wow well, we already are the hockey was fantastic and I think that's why you know we're a hockey country that's why this tournament's in Canada every 2 years because you don't it doesn't need to be Canada for people to enjoy the games but I think they would like them to purchase a few more tickets if they could. you got two weeks now, uh, this week and next, to get your tickets. Which reminds me, we've got tickets Hockey Canada has provided for the gold medal game and the bronze medal game we'll be giving away over the next few days. Before we move on, we want to tell you, uh, River Cree is partnering with us to bring you our World Juniors coverage from Edmonton. They bring you the best in live entertainment. September 30th, Tracy Morgan, the No Disrespect Tour. Coming to River Cree in Edmonton, Tracy Morgan, one of the most well-respected comedians in his field, known for starring on seven seasons of NBC's Emmy and Golden Globe Award-winning 30 Rock. He can currently be seen on the new Disrespect Stand-Up Tour nationwide coming here September the 30th. We're going to get to the football and spend more time on football in the warm-up than we normally do here because then Lee's going to adjourn for the day and it's going to be hockey the rest of the way. So point two, Canada will begin its hunt for a gold medal in the world juniors later today, 4 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Eastern on TSN. They face Latvia, the team that got crunched yesterday by Finland. Uh, Switzerland will play Sweden in the early game. You'll be seeing them warming up here before too long. And then Austria-Germany tonight in the nightcap. Point three of the Quick 6 Show topics. The Toronto Blue Jays road woes continued Tuesday night, losing 6-5 to the surging Baltimore Orioles in a game delayed by rain and lightning for 78 minutes. The Jays, who will try to avoid being swept by the Orioles today, have lost five of eight on their nine-game road trip. I want to mention, too, before we turn to football... The 163rd running of the $1 million Queen's Plate is back Sunday, August 21st. The first jewel of the OLG Canadian Triple Crown of Thoroughbred Racing is North America's oldest continuously run stakes event. Showcasing Canada's top three-year-old thoroughbreds is the highlight of Woodbine's Queen's Plate. Purchase your tickets today to enjoy all that Woodbine Racetrack has to offer during the Queen's Plate at woodbine.com. Okay. Moving on to point four, the next two points will be regarding the Canadian Football League because the rest of our guests today aren't going to talk about the CFL. These guys can. And I see Julie is here. here. Now you you really got to pick it up, Lee. Number one, before we get to the Week 10 games and deal or no deal, um, point four, I see the coverage out of Saskatchewan that Cody Fajardo was back at practice. They had a baby shower. You pro- did you read the article? Yeah. yeah. You did? Yeah. He went uh, back to California in the Riders' bye week. Cody Fajardo is feeling great. Had to get away from football. They come into Edmonton to take on the Elks here on Saturday. How are we feeling about uh, the state of the Rough Riders? Because I'm following what's going on in Saskatchewan. And um, yeah, what are your thoughts before I get you, to mine? You know
1: what? I think they have to. It's good that probably Cody took some time away. I think they need to really refocus Mentally, and um, they have had a lot of distraction there in the team. So I think it's really good that uh, they, you know, like they you know take a step back, refocus, come into Edmonton, and uh, you know, and they need to play their hearts out on Saturday night as well. So
2: well for the best Rough Riders coverage. Obviously, you can go to RodPeterson.com. Right now, twice voted Canada's number one sports blog. And Brendan McGuire has a wonderful column there. Thank you. uh, Brendan McGuire has a wonderful column there running right now saying the Riders should focus on the crossover. Forget about chasing first. Forget about chasing second or third. Given the way this season's gone, the three-game losing streak, a beat-up quarterback, all the strife, they should focus on going through the East to get back to the Grey Cup in November. Now, most will say that's complete bunk and junk. But how do you feel about that notion?
1: Well, I think they just—they need to focus on winning and uh, being di- more disciplined as they go down the stretch. So, I'm going to say focus on the East. I think they just need to focus on winning, and um, that's number one. It's, well, and for this, it's not getting yeah. too distracted by this whole the whole East West thing, and and you know, because to me that would be not a good path to go down. I think you should be planning on making the best. Uh, Spotted well, last. for the
2: fans of other teams, I'm going to get to the other games here in this warm-up uh, because it's Wednesday and we always do the poll. What is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League right now? You can vote on Twitter and YouTube. And uh, the games are these. Thursday, Montreal at Winnipeg. Wednesday, uh, sorry, Thursday, Montreal at Winnipeg. Friday, Toronto and Hamilton. And then a Saturday, doubleheader. BC at Calgary. Sask at Edmonton. And the Stamps have some news with regarding uh, Saturday's home game, BC Lions at Calgary. Last I saw, what did I tell you? 78% or something was voting BC at Calgary as Canada's game of the week. Yeah. Does that shock you?
1: No, I mean, not. <clears throat> You'd have voted for that. I would absolutely, and I still would. You know, you got Nathan Rock coming in here. That is going to definitely be the game of the week. And, you know, everybody's going to be looking for him to put up big numbers. I know. Calgary secondary is going to be looking to, to uh, try to shut them down. So, you know what? It's, it is absolutely going to be the game of the week.
2: Disagree. Uh, I will say, well, I'm going to say it's Saskatchewan at Edmonton. I'm going to be there. Um, and the Bomber fans want to have their voice heard. And obviously our fans out in eastern Canada have some thoughts on the Battle of Ontario. And uh, the Alouettes going into Winnipeg trying to split off this home and home. But I'll say this, I've seen this also, Ryder fans saying this Saturday's game at Edmonton Saturday afternoon is a must-win. And I wonder your thoughts on that, too. As a died in the wool football guy. No, was, hang on. Danny Barrett, whom I love, currently the running backs coach of the uh, Houston Texans, and you know him real well, too. Great guy. He often, always said, steadfastly, that it's not must-win until you're facing elimination. Your season's over if you lose. I never forgot that, and I would go along with that. But what they're saying for the riders at Edmonton Saturday, it's must win because of the standings race. And what does it show if you can't beat the 2-6 and six Edmonton Ux? What does that say about you? So is this a must-win game for Saskatchewan Saturday?
1: Yeah, because it's a swing. You know what? They're 4-4 they're four and four right now. They need to get above 500, get back into the win column, and, uh, and show that they can command a good win. So on the other side... The um, the Eskimos, or sorry, the Alks are going to be uh, just the same coming back, looking for a big win as well. So I, it, it could be a real tough game for both
2: teams. So you could at least say or see how some would vote for this game in Edmonton Saturday's the game of the week.
1: Well, yeah, if you're coming up from the basement, yeah, but <laughs> absolutely, but I think people look more for the, uh, you know, you got BC and Calgary, you're fighting for second spot, so um, not, when you come in, like I say, out of the
2: basement, it doesn't mean as much. I've seen the pundits in Saskatchewan saying they should just focus on fourth. And I, I, I scoffed. I mean, you can, you can write that. You can say whatever you want. But the coaches are just trying to go 1-0 and every week. It is not a – is it a cliche? Or is no. it a fact? No, no it's not it's,
1: a cliche. It's always about winning the next game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, we're, we're not even at the halfway point of the season yet. So there's a lot of football left. Yeah, And as you know, anything can happen.
2: Well, there's just a lot of bunk out there, uh, and we all read it, we all listen to it, but we don't necessarily all have to agree with it. Now, a couple things. Calgary Stampeders teasing yesterday a major announcement today, and you saw what it was. That is our good friend Paul Bissonnette. Biz Nasty from Spit and Chicklets is going to be in Calgary on Saturday as part of his Pink Whitney tour. I don't mind saying it. He's going to be racing the world's fastest cow at McMahon Stadium on Saturday. And I've seen how about this I cow. That? She's fast. Because you know, bovine's cows are female. Um, how do we feel about that? Yeah, I think it's
1: good. Fast cow. I'm going to take the cow
2: over Paul. <laughs> is that not the cow? That races in the WestJet race for the ticket on the field at McMahon at Stamps Games? It might be. Yeah, so this is, I got to say, hats off to the Stampeders for bringing in Biz Nasty and doing a little jazz. Do you think it'll sell a few tickets? Uh, maybe. I mean, you almost to... said no. no. <laughs> he gave a, I, I mean, check swing okay. here. Sure, swing. it'll sell a few tickets. And then, so that's Saturday, Biz Nasty. He is in Regina today, the Queen City one till three at the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store. I talked to Ricky Regina this morning from the beers. Oh, he's getting ready for Biz Nasty to come in there. And here's what they're gonna do. It's a pink Whitney, the pink vodka tour, and I guess Biz is gonna walk around the bar and do shots with all the patrons. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of drinking. God bless him. Yeah, and then apparently going to Saskatoon, doing the same thing tonight, and then going to Calgary, and then he's supposed to be in here to Edmonton. Actually, I think he's going to Edmonton between the two. So, Biz, God bless you. God speed. And good luck. And the other thing with Montreal at Winnipeg, before we played Deal or No Deal, I saw a fan on Winnipeg saying the Blue Bombers might lead the CFL in attendance for the first time in his lifetime. When are we going to start to give the Winnipeg Blue Bombers credit for being the marquee franchise in the Canadian Football League because as you know I don't it's been a long time since they've led the c f l in attendance
1: yeah absolutely they I would absolutely say hands down they are the, the marquee uh franchise in the league right now, absolutely,
2: yeah, well, if they lead the c f l in attendance this season, I say good on them they've they've earned it
1: they've earned it, and as you know there a lot of teams are struggling put fans in the building. And they are doing a really good job of it. So kudos to Wade Miller and his crew over at, uh, at the Bombers. Is
2: it just winning there?
1: That's winning. Uh, I think it's just the culture they've created. I think, uh, you know, Mike O'Shea is a legend in town. And uh, for sure, you know, win, win back-to-back breakups. And you've got Wade Miller, who is a for, former Blue Bomber himself. So I think... They have really done a great job of connecting with the community and, uh, and showing in the, in the stands as well.
2: We so. promised you a lot of CFL talk here in the warm-up because it's going to be pretty much all hockey the rest of the way. So it's time to play deal or no deal for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. And you can check out what they're all about at betregal.ca. We do it every week. Uh, Here are your betting lines. They've shifted a little bit from what I talked about yesterday. So we're going to put it to Lee, the football aficionado, whether he's going to take the bet or not. Thursday, Montreal at Winnipeg. The Blue Bombers are favored by 11.5 points. Are you taking the bet?
1: Yes, I would take the bet. You're going to kill Montreal? Yes.
2: Okay. Uh, Yes, sir. Friday, Toronto with the hammer. Bomber, or uh, Argo's not having Brandon Banks or nor Andrew Harris in practice yesterday. I don't know if that affects your betting or not. Hamilton favored by 2.5 at home. Deal or no deal? I'll take deal. I'm Ooh. taking Hamilton on Friday. How about that? Saturday. Looks like Canada's game of the week. The BC Lions at the Calgary Stampeders. BC now favored by two. Deal or no deal? I'm going with the Lions. <gasps> and then... Late Saturday, second game of the doubleheader. It is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Edmonton Elks. Riders favored by six. How are we feeling about that? Yeah, I would, uh, I would absolutely take the Riders. You're taking game. the bets on all of them. Yep. Real nice job by the oddsmakers at betregal.ca. By the way, it's Wednesday. Got to tell you, Edo Japan's fast and friendly service plus online ordering options is easy and convenient when you're on the go. Make it an Edo Japan day today. Last point, cornerback Terrell Bonds has talked about being a member of the NFL's Tennessee Titans since he played in college at Tennessee State. Five years after his college days ended, he's finally on the Titans roster as a training camp signee. Bonds owes his latest football opportunity to the revived USFL, where he played 10 games this spring with the Pittsburgh Maulers, and he's got lots of company as the NFL starts its first week of preseason games Thursday night in full. Bonds is among 42 players from the USFL's inaugural season signed through Tuesday. Yesterday, by 26 of the NFL's 32 teams. What does that say, Lee, about the USFL and its quality of play? Yeah, I mean it's um,
1: it, it's great. I mean, you know what is? Uh, I think there's no doubt that you know you look at the the players that have graduated to the NFL. I think it's uh, and it's only going to get better as well. So,
2: 42 it, it's players. players. Yeah. Has there been an off-season where the CFL Never. had 42 players? That's a Not, lot of players. That's a lot. That is, that's a whole
1: roster of a football team. Well,
2: you so. were very pro-USFL, very pro-XFL, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Well, did you one time bring the Rock back for a game to Calgary? No. No, I thought you did, and then he came and circled, maybe I must no, have. No, we've tried. We, we had tried, and I know. Did you bring Dwayne Johnson back <laughs> no. before he was the Rock? No. Who was no. the big guy that came and circled the f- the field in a limo?
1: Um, Dan Aykroyd came in. <laughs> right.
2: Dan How about Ay- that? I was close? So
1: the Dan Rock, Ackroyd. Dan Aykroyd. I mean, oh, so my, my, my boy, Danny Aykroyd. Oh, it sounds like there's a story. That was good. I I loved him. Before I met him, and we you know we hung Love out. Love him even more now. We hung out, so it's good.
2: Lee, great job. Good time, not a long time. That's right. Let I me mean, we'll see you a little later in the show. Awesome. By the way, if we have a rant today, and we may, Rod's rants for Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, the preferred plumbing, heating, and cooling company of the RP Show. They watch every day over there at Bronco. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. We'll be back to Roger's place in the 22, 2022 World Juniors right after this timeout on the Game Plus TV network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify.
3: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
2: All right, welcome back. Uh, We are live from Rogers Place Arena. And (laughs) a little bit of panic there for whatever reason we lost our feed. But we're back. And, yeah, morning skates on the go as we get get ready for another triple header here at the 2022 World Junior Hockey Championship. It is day two. And joining us to recap day one uh, as much as uh, she can, because you're telling me, Julie Robenheimer from USA I would say USA hockey. I apologize for that. Elite prospects. You're okay <laughs> yes. with that, though. I'm
4: American. It's yeah, all right. yeah so
2: you cover uh, I'm from, USA I'm from hockey.
4: The USA. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, for those uh, that missed us off the top, we talked about the triple header results opening today a wild opener, Czechia over Slovakia, 5 4. Finland smoked Latvia 6-1, wasn't much of a game. And then USA beat Germany 5-1. We are working our way towards Canada, Latvia today at 4 p.m. As you hear the music's blaring now, it's game day. But let's go back to yesterday in that American game, 5-1 the win over Germany. What was your takeaways?
4: Well, the biggest questions for Team USA heading into this tournament are goaltending and where are they getting their goals from? So I think they knew that the parity of their lines was good. They're lacking in elite offensive talent. So they were going to have to, I don't want to say manufacture their goals, but they weren't going to be goals, you know, that were pretty or ripping them from the blue line or whatnot. They were going to have to get in front of the net, create traffic, do the dirty work to get the goals. and. That's what we saw in the lines last night. I mean, Riley Duran on the fourth line, chipping in two goals, uh, was a, a big asset. And uh, head coach Nate Lehman loved what he brought to the game. Uh, said that he really showed up, especially this being uh, his very first international experience, you know, having this stage. So uh, that was great to see. And I, I feel like Nate had a little bit more pride because he's a Providence College guy as well. So,
2: Well, I'll tell you what. Um... I'm, you're, have you been in Canada, what would you say, a week?
4: Yeah, almost a week. Yeah, like,
2: so you've been, I assume, have you today. been watching SportsCenter and SportsNet and all the coverage? We know everything no. there is. You haven't? Okay. <laughs> no. I, I know everything there is to know about Team Canada. Inside, out, backwards, forward. I know very little about Team USA because they only cover one team in Canada, and that's Canada. This is a very different American team from the one that skated off the ice that won gold just two short years ago. It seems like... It was two years ago, right? A year and a half, yeah. It seems like a heck of a long time ago, but uh, is there any returnees?
4: Yeah, there are quite a few returnees, actually. Uh, The biggest challenge, as you mentioned, is that they they lost two, technically three, very large pieces in that. And that's Jake Sanderson, Maddie Beneers, Drew Camesso, um, who, who... have opted not to participate in this tournament. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of new faces, but that is what's so fun about this tournament. Every year, somebody shows up that you knew nothing about who has a great tournament and makes a name for himself. And so um, it's great that those guys are focusing on other things, on on uh, their NHL careers and, and cracking an NHL roster, but that opens opportunities for guys who wouldn't have had that. And that's yes, the fun part.
2: And that, I'll ask you who those guys are in a second, but forgive my COVID brain. But if I'm not mistaken, skating out here and winning gold were Cole Caulfield, Trevor yes. Zegras, yes. Spencer Knight, yes. Dustin Wolf, <laughs> right? Well, yes. Dustin didn't play. So that's, a, that's, a, that's their biggest star. Yeah, start. their biggest score. Yeah. Right. And
4: then the same with Jake and, and Maddie Veneers. Like, they were a yeah. big part of that. But other guys that are here are Brock Faber, who's the captain, who's played at the Olympics since then. Um, you have uh, Brett Berard, who was a huge part of uh, uh, that gold medal uh, win. Um so they do bring a lot of experience, like, you know, and then even without that, uh, Maddie Nyes yeah. um, played in the Olympics as well. Um And then you have Luke Hughes and Thomas Bortolo, who um, have both played at the World Championships since then. So uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting experience that we wouldn't normally see at a World Junior Championship. So
2: we've done our fair share of World Junior coverage. We're we're game plus television we're not the rights holder uh, tsm but we do talk about this a lot and with our analysts people talked about finland might be the most physical team uh or and maybe give canada its biggest run others have mentioned sweden nobody mentions usa and i'm like guys they're the defending champions does the usa have a chip on its shoulder over that is are you used to being overlooked as a hockey country Or not?
4: That's an interesting perspective because I don't necessarily see it. Yeah, I don't necessarily feel that we're overlooked. I I feel that it is more of a downplay, more so than an overlook. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of uh, Canadian media would like to pump up Canadian tires. And so when they do that, they have um, the option of either promoting the Canadians or downplaying everybody else and so I feel that's more what we're witnessing um, I know the, the team itself is not overlooking USA um, but I will say that I think Finland is the biggest competition in this tournament so, so they
2: routed that. Latvia 6-1 yesterday did you were you in attendance for all the games I
4: sure was yes yeah, so Freezing what is in my face off
2: it is cold in here and it and damn loud what those speakers weren't going yesterday you want to pull a pl- plug on those? Whatever. We'll get through. We've been in louder. But uh, I mentioned the results of the game yesterday. The Czechia win was at 5-4 of Slovakia. I thought was very entertaining and very fast. And then you mentioned the Finland game. What was your takeaways of those games yesterday?
4: Well, what I liked about Slovakia is how they jumped out to the to the early two nothing lead and I think it's one of those things where if you're a Slovak hockey player you're feeling damn good about yourself right now just with all the success that they've had recently um, and the talent that they're putting out like they feel really confident in their development programs and from the players themselves they feel like they are put in positions to be successful and to grow as hockey players. And that makes them play even better. Like they don't feel like also rans; They feel like they're in a good spot because it's been proven over the past, you know, two years that, um, they're doing big things Mm -hmm. so you saw the excitement of them scoring those goals and getting out to a lead that that's not always the case for Team Slovakia Um, and then I think you saw the battle back from the Czechs who were not playing their game in the first period regrouped in that intermission and came out put their foot down and started playing Czech hockey completely limiting the offensive chances of Team Slovakia and um, I give all credit to that top line of Jan Misak and um, uh, Mikhail Goot, and I don't remember the other guy on the team. That's fine. But whoever he was, he was great. I wouldn't and... have
2: been able to name the other two. So. <laughs>
4: um they were uh, really, really grinding and pushing and carrying the play and leading the team, um, and they were rewarded with their goals. So um, that was great to see. And then, of course, I love the battle back of Slovakia to tie it up. It was really good. I mean, good the, game, the, yeah, yeah, the game wasn't decided until I think three minutes left in regulation. Um, so that was really fun. And then, you know, Finland is Finland. I mean, they play such a solid team game. They've been successful at all levels of international competition playing that way so um, a lot of people might say that their style of play is boring Uh, they play a little bit of a trap and and are really tight defensively but they have enough offensive skill to razzle dazzle you with their goals so um, I think that they're one of if not the best team in the tournament right now
2: from the viewers Dan Asham in Winnipeg says what do you think of Slovakia as a hockey team you discussed that already but with uh Slavkoski, Yuri Slavkowski not being here. What's your take on the big-name guys from all countries that aren't here for their own various reasons?
4: Well, that, I think that's what makes this tournament, this one in particular, so interesting because you look at what the team... It's hard not to look at what the team could have been like in December. Um, but then at the same time it opens doors. It opens opportunities. Like even right now, uh, for like team Austria, I was talking to their coaching staff about not having uh, Marco Casper. And he said, actually, we kind of think it's better because when Marco is here, he feels a lot of pressure to be that guy, to carry the team, which is hard for him because he doesn't have anybody else to play with. So he literally is playing by himself, Mm -hmm. even though there are other guys on the ice that are wearing his jersey he's literally playing by himself so this allows austria to play a little bit more of a team game um where they are kind of all on the same level and and can work together so um it's one of those things where i totally understand where guys are focusing on their nhl careers i mean this is a month commitment right in the prime time of when they really ramp up their off-ice training For the NHL. So I understand their decision. Um, And like I said, I think it opens doors and is a great opportunity for other people to step
5: up. I
2: don't have a problem with it either. This is how stars are made. From John uh, in the chat says, watch out, Team Switzerland is on the loose in this hockey tournament. Uh, From BW says, how strong is the hockey team that replaced... Russia. We're trying to sort this out. The NHL scouts didn't know. Who's here in place of Russia?
4: Latvia. It is Latvia? Yes. Okay. You know how you can tell? You look at the flags in the back here and they're done in order. So, oh, okay. the 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 like it's U.S. because they won. Uh, Canada was second and so on and so on. So the last team is Latvia.
2: Okay. This is going by far, far, far too fast. Uh, with regards to Team USA, is John Ben Biesburg still running the show? Yes. He is. Eh? Yes. Okay. Will I see him here? Yes. Okay. He's here. I might have to get his autograph. Big goalie guy here. There you go. Right? Obviously, yes. So for you, because you've covered so many world juniors, what is it like coming into well into Canada in terms of uh the hype and the excitement and all that? I mean, we're not totally getting This it time yet, but... is
4: totally different. It yeah. is totally different. Um there's a lot obviously surrounding Hockey Canada right now. The city of Edmonton has essentially pulled their financial support as well. So um there is nothing in the city whereas normally in Canada, like, you go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And and there's fans. You see jerseys. You see, you know the hoodies. Um, there's nothing like that here. So this is it's, it. It feels like we're watching hockey in a bubble. I'll be very curious to see how many fans show up um, to tonight's game. I think it's interesting because I feel like the the audience at home is just as good, yep. passionate and interested. Um, but uh, the physical support in the arena in the city is completely different. Well, then
3: I'm
2: not alone that because I'm curious to see what the crowds will be. Like I said to a scout yesterday, would there be more fans here on a Tuesday for Slovakia Chessia? And he's like, well, yeah, but it would be in December and there would be fans that have come from around the world. This is just different, right? It's so yeah. a hastily thrown together tournament. But for what Julie's saying, and I would encourage anybody, don't be afraid to wear your Hockey Canada gear and cheer for Team Canada or even buy tickets and come out here. Last point. Last time you were on, a Philly Flyers fan wrote in, remember, and said, what do you think the Flyers' chances are this year? And you broke out laughing.
4: <laughs> do you okay. remember that? Yeah, I do, actually. You nailed it. Yeah. You
2: nailed it. So how do they get, like, I saw them in Florida. I and do I'm know like, a thing or two, Rob. I know. You, I told you that. <laughs> but I saw them in Florida play, and I'm like, they're so bad. It's and, a like, a run. week later, they fired their coach and like they're playing so bad that they kind of, I can't even tell how good the coaches are not, because they're not even trying. How's torts gonna do?
4: Well, I'm very curious. So here's the thing. I had a sixth grade teacher um, who was super, super strict. Super strict. Like, you needed a six inch ruler, you needed a red pen, a black pen, and a blue pen, and if you didn't write in your notebook in the certain ways, like you got in trouble. So I compare him to her because I Mm. then had her in eighth grade, so that was for science, sixth grade science. I then had her in eighth grade for English, and she was a totally different teacher because she had learned and grown and evolved.
2: So Torts is a different And so
4: I feel like each time Torts gets a job in the NHL, you see a different version of him where he has learned from his mistakes and said, okay, this was the approach I took the last time. It didn't work out the way that I anticipated that it would, how do I change my approach? So I feel like each time we see that at his core, he's the same, but how he approaches his players is different. For so Philly's I'll be uh, curious.
2: sake, I hope that is the case. And do I ask you now about being Miss New Jersey 2006? I saw that when I Googled your name. Yeah, sure. You what can. is that? Was it 2006? It's 2005. 2005.
4: Okay. Close. Uh, yeah, I, came, I was Miss New Jersey. I competed at Miss America. Representing the Garden I, State. I didn't even know
2: that. I just yeah. found that out today. So we got a star in our midst. <laughs> uh, always good to see you. Maybe we can do it again next week. All
4: right. All right.
2: Good. Julie Robenheimer joining us from Elite Prospects covering USA Hockey and the entire 2022 World Juniors. Robin Brownlee joins us next. We're live from Rogers Place. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com.
3: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
2: News from Rogers Place in Edmonton. It is Canada, Latvia at 4 p.m. Mountain today on TSN 6 p.m. Eastern. That is... Prime time. Hey, Robin Brownlee, been following this guy for a long time, reading his stuff, and I'm a big fan. Robin Brownlee joining us on video chat from the Outsiders podcast. Edmonton Sun. do his credit and all kinds of media things. Robin, thanks uh, for joining us. Can I just open this right up with where is your sports focus this week? Is it World Juniors? Is it anything to do with the Orders and who they may sign, the Elks and Riders, or something entirely else? What's your focus this week, Robin?
6: Well, it's still on, it's still on hockey, Rod. And by the way, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Um, the Oilers still have some things to do. Uh, the World Junior Championship. I mean, that's the event that's you know right at hand, and it, it's hard to it's hard to look past that and not uh, you know take a real long look at what's happening. Uh, I'm a big fan of the World Junior Championship. The problem for me and for a lot of people, I think, is uh, holding it at this time of year in a town that has a very short summer. Do you really want to be inside the rink right now? Uh, I loved it in Saskatoon when the van would pick us up and Frank Orr would get in the van uh, frozen solid or we'd have to drive down to Regina for games there in a whiteout snowstorm. That's the World Junior Championship. Uh, Games during uh, sunny August days is is not the time. Uh, The other thing, obviously, uh, it's not even the elephant in the room. It's more obvious than that. You know, the issues of Hockey Canada right now, hockey in general, hockey at the junior level, is having its day of reckoning right now because of what's happened in the past, of 2018, 2003, and we can go back, Rod, you know this game, we can go back to Graham James. It's an ugly topic. It's something you wish you didn't have to talk about, but it is far past time that hockey deals with this. It's too bad it has to start now. It's too bad the kids who are out there wanting to compete have to deal with, with the fallout from this. But it needs to be done. It needs to be exposed so that unless we deal with it now, we can't get past it. And I've been watching this game long enough to think we're way late on this and it's about time. Tough for the kids now, but it needs to happen.
2: I agree. And, uh, you know, Sheldon Kennedy's made his thoughts known. He's represented the country before. and I'm kind of looking at it this way. Yeah. It's been brought to the forefront. It needs to be dealt with, and it will. And in a lot of ways, it's a legal matter now. That has nothing to do with Connor Bedard, Team Canada, and these players now here. So whether you want to buy a ticket or you don't is entirely each consumer's choice. But will you be watching this afternoon, Robin, or not?
6: Absolutely. I mean, I love the game and I love the event and these kids, whether it's Connor Bedard, talk about starting at the top in terms of marquee guys goes, what a player. Hmm. Uh, They're here to play hockey. They're here to do what they do. This does not fall on them. If you love hockey, uh, I think you watch these kids, no matter what country you're from and you you cheer for the country, uh, you're behind. And you treat it as best you can. You know, if you don't have the time and you're out at the lake and you're not going to be in the building or watch any of it, uh, that's your call. But, yeah, I'm I'm keeping tabs for sure.
2: Well, you keep... Very close tabs on the CFL, and now the CFL and the Edmonton Elks, they've had enough scandals. And I'm talking about name changes and all the rest. Nothing as egregious as what Hockey Canada is being accused of here or the 2018 team members. But they would love the pub that the Hockey Canada, the World Juniors, are getting this week. I haven't heard a lot of buzz about the Riders and Elks on Saturday. What's your take on that game and where the Elks are at at 2-6?
6: Well, (laughs) I mean – if, as long as they don't have to play the BC Lions anytime soon, they they, mm-hmm. they may have a, a shot at actually walking onto the field and, and feeling like they can win. You know, they've been terrible. Uh, I don't think this is what anybody expected under uh, Chris Jones. We weren't going to complete turnaround. We know the kind of season they're coming off. But uh Saskatchewan's going to be a tough out for this team the elks uh, taylor cornelius i like a lot of aspects of his game but i haven't seen him put it together yet plus he's running for his life half the time uh, and the defense can't get anything done to save its life so i don't know this looks like a uh, uh, a tough game again uh, for chris jones and the elks and i don't know what they do uh Against the Rough Riders, they haven't exactly been hell on wheels either this season. They have their own issues.
2: Yeah, well, have Riders favored by six going in, and who knows, I'll be there. I expect a good enough game, but I tell you what, Robin, think of this. When Jones left in 2015, you just mm-hmm. won the Grey Cup. The West Final had 34,000 fans here Eskimos and Stamps. Yeah. He comes back, worst team in the league, the names changed. Scorched earth, they were 3-11 the season before. Massive reclamation project for Chris Jones. Do you not think the expectations are a little high for what he's inherited here? Or have I misread that, being a Chris Jones guy?
6: Well, you know what? Here's the thing, Rod, and you know this. The the, uh, atmosphere and the situation may not be your fault at any particular time. But when you're the guy coming in, coming in, it's your problem, and that's what I see here. People expect uh, a lot from a Chris Jones football club, and the man knows how to coach, but right now he's not getting it done. So I don't know. I didn't poll fans and say what are your expectations this year uh, in terms of where the team finishes and and do they do they contend uh, in the playoffs? Coming from the the Bottom, which is rare for fans in, in, in this generation. Not that there's been a ton of success since the last Cup, but I tell you what, things have been turned upside down. And you know what they what happened, Rod? You know this. They became a they became a a bad football team on the field, and they also became something less than they were off the field in terms of their relationship with the fans and there were lots of issues there Uh, game night presentation we've had the name the name change and all those things so there's more than one challenge it's going to take time but telling people who've not seen the product that they have wanted to see for five seven uh, years be patient that can be a tough sell right
2: Absolutely. Hey, we don't even have uh, a minute left. I'll just ask you this. The Oilers, uh, they're, do you believe they're in on P.K. Subban? And who's the other one I'm hearing? Phil Kessel? Do you think they, what are the chances they sign with Edmonton?
6: <laughs> I just wrote about that this morning. I, you know what? Ken Holland has talked about uh, having some interest in Phil Kessel. All Phil Kessel does, except for last year's score goals, you can look at him and say he looks like an accountant. He's not a, an athlete. But the man scores goals and he stays healthy he wants to come here on a bargain contract, I pursue that all day long. This is the first I heard of P.K. Subban. Do you want him here? Uh, Is he too big a personality to be a third-line player uh, playing fewer minutes than he ever has? He was under 20 minutes a game for the first time in his career last season. Even at a cut-rate contract, he's not the minute-muncher he once was. Uh, he's not the offensive force he once was, so I see it a lot less likely that the Oilers are in on suban but I can see them doing something with Phil castle
2: uh Robin they can't get enough orders coverage as you know where can they read your stuff our viewers
6: i am at uh, I'm writing these days at as I have since two thousand and seven at uh Oiler's nation uh on the nation network uh a lot of fun writing there a, a, f- a friend of mine and somebody you know as well uh uh jason gregor writes there as well so we uh we keep tabs on the oilers for the fans here it's a it's a you know it's a it's a great site for the fans they enjoy it we have some fun writing don't have to play it as straight as i used to in the old newspaper days but uh, yeah if you want to read what i've got
2: to say uh dot com. you guys are the best robin thanks for jumping on enjoy the games okay thanks rod see you well We'll be we'll be right back with a sports update and viewer takeover after this. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com.
3: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
2: All right, it's a quick one here for a sports update and viewer takeover, but we got time. You see Wayne lovingly looking over Roger's place here on a game day. Canada versus Latvia, which we'll talk about I think here in a second. A sports update. Sad news. Former Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman Boreas Salming has been diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. ALS is a progressive nervous system disease that leads to paralysis, the inability to swallow, respiratory failure, and Finally, death. Borea played 16 seasons with the Leafs and was abducted, inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1996. The older hockey fans of my age and older, would you not agree that Borea Salman was the first Swede that came on our radar in the National Hockey League? Borea Salman. Very sad news from uh, Leafs Nation today. The Toronto Blue Jays look to avoid a sweep in Baltimore tonight. The Orioles edged the Jays 6-5 Tuesday. It was Toronto's fifth loss in eight road games. Righty Jose Barrios pitches for the Jays tonight while Dean Kramer takes to the mound for the O's. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says he feels the league needed to keep pushing for a year-long suspension for Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson because of his egregious and predatory behavior toward women. Goodell was addressing the league's decision to appeal a six-game suspension given to Watson by an independent league disciplinary officer. Watson was found to have violated the league's conduct policy after he was accused by two dozen women of sexual assault or harassment while he played for Houston. This sports update for Edo Japan. Edo Japan's fast and friendly service plus online ordering options is easy and convenient when you're on the go we got to be coming up on one minute. One minute of play remaining in the RP show. So, to the viewer takeover from Glenn Erickson watching in Medicine Hat. He says, great to see Brownlee. He was terrific back in the day on the boxing beat when guys like Ken Lacuska, Scotty Olsen, and Willie DeWitt were roaming around Edmonton. I watched the Calgary Stampede with Willie DeWitt. I forgot to tell you all that. What a cool guy. The great white hope. From Jennifer at the Four Seasons, she says, I sure didn't know that the Jays signed Jackie Bradley until he walked out onto the field. Oh, I know there's a lot going on. Um, From Jeff, the Stamps fan, he says, when the Elks hired Buano as a consultant late last offseason, I wonder if they took his recommendations. My guess is I don't think Wally has a problem with Jones. My guess is they probably did. Next hour, Serena Taylor, Mike Dick of Team Canada, and Ethan Morrow. Stick around after this break here on Game Plus.
3: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.